2: be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash steven larson enjoy tons of bonus videos including patron only live shows gameplay and vintage 10 for the wins access to podcast question threads the friendo care package and so much more support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash steven larson
0: what's up it's your girl sasha banks legit foster you're watching going in raw you like that
2: Hey friend-o, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Underground, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, on the Twitch live at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, and of course found wherever audio podcasts can be found. If you're listening to my voice, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Larson, I was looking at the ratings, I'm sorry, the rankings for podcasts today, and we're at like 202, which means we're just out of the visible ranking because We got to get that boosted up. So, hey, if you watch what, two, what, 202 in what category sports. Oh, so if you but we're at like number 18 in wrestling. Um, oh, cool. So if you're watching the show on YouTube and you have one of these phones, you're like, I don't really care about audio podcast apps. Give us a sub. Just it's free. Just hop on there. Give us a sub. Let's see if we can get up to like one ninety nine within a week. How about that? There you go. Anyways, yeah, there you go. New Legacy, Inc. knows. He says, the road to 199. Yes. Uh, That's the next Road to. So, speaking of Road 2s, Larson, the Road to Raw Underground is complete. This has got to be one of the most divisive uh, 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 things I've seen on Raw, on a really weird Raw, mind you. Yeah, it was weird. I
3: mean, we heard it was chaotic mess shooting Raw today. I know why Uh, now. Yeah, and something about the bar for quality being set kind of low. Uh, Was it wrapped up in all that? Yeah. And, you know, there's enough professionals that work with the WWE, people who are really good at their jobs, that by and large, when this stuff happens, it's a miracle that these RAWs just aren't, like, horrible when they're being, like, written in the process of the show being shot. It's a miracle that uh, RAWs such as these are watchable, much less have actually some decent segments. Because you'd think, oh, this RAW was like the script was torn up being rewritten as the show was going on.
2: It's going to be a train wreck. And this was a train wreck, but not an unwatchable train wreck. I was, you know me, dude. What's the one thing in wrestling that I actually really appreciate? Bad wrestling. Bad wrestling. And I'm not going to say necessarily that what we saw tonight was bad. I will say that there, it was a, a complete train wreck, but I don't necessarily use that in a negative way necessarily. There was some bad, um, but uh, I mean, first and foremost, my biggest complaint about tonight's show was just the lack of actual wrestling that happened. Right here in topic. my in my Steve notes, which I have sent out to our Twitch subs, our patrons, and of course our YouTube channel members. That is a lie. I'm going to do that right now. In my Steve notes, man, I dude, we had I think one match with a normal end, like that one one. It was Apollo Crews versus MVP. One match that had an actual normal end. Everything else, literally. Okay, Riot Squad versus well, the Iconics. Well
3: Garza Garza uh, beat Dawkins more or less clean, right? Uh, o-
2: only because of the weirdness with Montez Ford. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he fell. Now the Riot Squad did beat the Iconics cleanly in about two minutes with a roll up. Which I mean, yeah, you can yeah. technically say that's 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 a clean win. Um. So that, to me, was like a big negative. That being said, I understand why Raw creatively had so many problems. According to Gary Cassidy, he was reporting that it was very Mm -hmm. chaotic backstage during the tapings. I understand why. being indecisive, yeah. They packed a lot into the episode. I don't think it was a matter of they got the script and ripped it up at the last minute. It was, we have this script and we have to produce all this stuff and have it make sense.
3: Well, I think it also too is ratings are uh, a downward spiral. How much crap can we throw against the wall to uh, try to get some eyeballs on this product? Today oh, let's they try threw. let's try a poisoning as mm-hmm. storyline. Mm-hmm. Let's do uh, uh, let's do a uh, 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 let's reference a movie that's twenty five years old, so we seem like a hipper company.
2: Oh my God, um, is it that old? Seriously,
3: I'm guessing. Well, it's not quite twenty five, but it's at
2: least twenty. It's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like 99, was 99 Club came out. I think it was 99, out, yeah. yeah. Ooh, twenty. You know, 21.
3: um. so it's, it's they jammed a lot into it. You know, they they advertised in advance this new faction that was going to be debuting tonight. We'll never we see We got them. hints. We'll never see what We'll probably going. never see it. Yeah. Never see this faction unveiled. Who was underneath those, I guess, masks or whatever. They were, the only hint we got of who they might be is uh, some security cam footage of them throwing, like, some crap at a generator that blew up. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it. Um, heard some voices, couldn't place any of them. Um, and then there was like some flickering lights, kind of, and some microphone issues, kind of.
2: Yeah, it was completely the literal, like the the like WWE issued like a weird PR thing, or they just put an article up, said that this new day de- this faction is going to debut and they're going to cause chaos, and then that's what they did.
3: Yeah, hands be wonderful. Says Project Mayhem. You have the Fight Club underground, yeah, fight thing, and then you have Project Mayhem, going out causing destruction. So maybe it was literally Bruce Pritchard finally got around to seeing Fight Club, Either 20 years after that. Uh, like, wow, him this movie's this movie's awesome. Let's do Fight Club now and and WB.
2: Him or Shane McMahon? Yeah, uh, I know. I'm surprised I didn't. We didn't see a, like a a big guy with like. <laughs> you remember Bob? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I know, I know, he I know might have been up on the to. stage with the girls. Um, so let's talk about that, because that's what everybody is talking about. Raw Underground debuted tonight. So we had heard earlier in the day uh, that Shane O'Mac was uh, 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 in the cut, and he had some wild and crazy new idea for Raw tonight. And it was, uh, according to, I think, was it WrestleVotes? Said it was an eye-raising idea. To some people in the backstage area, and mm-hmm. it turns out to be basically blood sport. It's uh, it's a, there. It's a well, ring with no fight ropes. Club. Fight club. Yeah, yeah, blood, yeah, blood sport pay per view. Yeah, 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 no, no, I'm not talking about the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just talking about I'm talking about the movie. It's like it's like clear. I mean, even Matt Riddle got on Twitter and was like, "This is this is Matt Riddle's blood sport, everybody." Yeah. Um, so it's 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 filmed in like a warehouse area of the performance center. I think it's the same place. They had that ring set up where people would just kind of uh, linger about
3: they just took the ropes off changed the aprons
2: Was this um, was this where uh, champa and Gargano had their uh, Had their no, match? no? I think Different that,
3: place? Or it might have been but then they emptied out the rest of that space.
2: Yeah, I don't know anyways, it was sort of it looked like a warehouse sort of and uh, and they had a, a, a ring with no ropes and Shane O'Mac, uh, Jack Daddy was uh, the ref for I think mm-hmm. most of these matches. He was. Shane was the MC more or less. Uh, there was dancing girls with uh, like colored lights on them. Um, it was and and their their the editing picked up its pace quite a bit when uh, when the fights would be going down. So it was a lot of choppy cuts. Now, here's the thing about Raw Underground. At first, I hated it. Then I thought it was funny. And then by the end, when Hurt Business got involved. I saw that this is an idea with tons of potential that will probably end up being a relatively short-lived gimmick that won't go anywhere, and then they'll reference it like a year from now. That's why
3: I can't get excited about anything, because I agree with you. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, really? This is it? Mm -hmm. And then by that time Hurt Business came in there and and, and started beating everybody up, I was like, okay, I can see the potential of this, but where are they going to take it? Is this going to be a division? Is this going to be... Uh, like, what's the end game? What's the point? Why should I care about it? Yeah, it's kind of cool to see people in there, you know, quote unquote, shoot fighting, even though it's all worked. Um, uh, you know, when, when uh, the first dude, Daba, won a match with a double axe handle, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm supposed to believe this is a shoot fight. When dudes <laughs> winning matches. There's ref stoppage due to double axe handle. Get out of here. Hold on
2: message. a second, Larson. Hold on. Not just a ref stoppage, a Shano max stoppage. Yeah, he instructed the ref to stop the match after a double axe handle. <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah, it got better when uh, her business got involved, but I, I, I'm still not given much reason. I feel personally, sure, to get vested because I'm pretty confident about four weeks time. Uh, this could be completely dropped, just like a uh, McFoley's uh, rebranded third hour of Raw. Oh you know, where they dropped the lights, got rid of the graphics,
2: all that stuff. That lasted like a week. So let's you and I collaborate on the on on what the potential of Raw Underground. This is what needs. So they announced. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I, you know th- where I'm I going. thought of this while you know I'm watching. I'm
3: so they announced payback is happening after SummerSlam, the week after. That needs to be the Raw
2: Underground pay per view. Yeah, that's what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're going to say, Raw can go back to being two hours, and Raw Underground can be the third hour. That would be awesome. You have your regular storylines with Drew and Randy and Seth and uh, 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 Sasha and Bailey and all them. But then when the 10 o'clock hour comes around, you're not bleeping the bullshit anymore. You're not bleeping the curse words. You let them bleed maybe a little bit. Uh, You do something in its own contained storyline with, yes, its own contained title. And you give an opportunity. I was so happy when I saw... Um, uh, Hanson and Ro, uh Eric and uh, Ivor, the the Viking guys. Yeah. When I saw them, I was like, oh, whoa. I think that's when I started to turn. I was like, wait a second. That's kind of cool. Like these guys who were like goofballs and doing these comedy segments. This is the atmosphere that I can see War Machine in and thrive that's kind of cool i even like that they had dolphin there and shane referenced the fact that this guy is like an amateur like like a very yeah. he's got
3: the the most wins in kent state history or something like that
2: yeah he's got a great career as an amateur wrestler um i like that stuff man i think that could really really work there's potential
3: and i know this is this is our introduction they gotta let these fights breathe i know again an introduction so you got you got more established names against essentially raw underground jobbers um, <laughs> uh, uh, so if this is going to be a real thing they're going to try to build and make kind of a division then choreograph these matches not like pro wrestling matches so don't have double axe handles involved yeah but I do like Yeah, plan them out plot them out like you would fight. So let's say you got you get rid of all the pro wrestling stuff. Anything that seems like could be pulled off in a shoot fight environment. Like when Bob Lashley just picked up that guy effortlessly deadlifted, powerbombed him. Amazing. Right, that's uh, cool stuff, yeah. Ray yeah. Rose, the German suplex on that dude. Great. Yeah. It's believable within the context of that world, that to happen. But when when dude comes up with a double axe handle across somebody's midsection and they
2: call for the fight to end, mm, it takes me out of the, the illusion entirely. I don't disagree. I, I agree completely. You make these come off more like shoot fights but you add pro wrestling elements to them when it when it fits and mm-hmm. from what i understand the limited amount of blood sport i've seen the pay-per-view not the movie uh, uh or the wrestling show uh that's that's what it is i like here in chat this kills me uh eyes Hus says iz says ban irish whips there, there's no ropes there, so there's you, no ropes. You can't do or it, or you could do it, and, he, and the person just gets flung out he of the just, ring. He just falls out of the ring. But otherwise, man, I like it. I mean, I, I don't know what you do like when live crowds come back. Let's say it actually miraculously continues on a year from now, which is impossible. That's not going to happen. They're not, not going to do anything more with it than what they did tonight. That's my that's that's what it, this is what it is. It's not going to be anything more of this. You don't think that they would expand it? and and give it a little bit more breathing room no I okay. don't think it's a WB, no. All I, right. don't I hope they do it's, I hope they, it's they, fair they to do be pessimistic some, as a yeah, it is WWE. yeah it's
3: pessimistic I'm pessimistic given their history um, I mean like I like I brought up, uh, Mick Foley introducing the the third hour raw with like the the, the house lights down and no graphics and stuff it's like oh here's it here's granted superficial way to make the third hour raw feel
2: different but it's different. It will be. Yeah, it, it will be. That lasted a week. It will be. I mean, look, we both know what it's going to come down to, man. I, I will guarantee you the reason why that Raw third hour thing didn't work is simply because Vince McMahon, by the end of that night, was like, this isn't what it's supposed to be. It looks, it looks, it looks stupid. If he, right now, literally right now, if he has seen this on TV, if Vince watches the Raw back, the, like the actual raw. Well, I think
3: rock. he's there. He's there. I think. No, no, no,
2: well, it's not. They didn't air this. I mean, this wasn't live. I'm, I'm saying, yeah. well, once Vince is done watching the broadcast, either if it's on TV or he gets an advanced copy or whatever, if he says this looks stupid, we ain't gonna see it again. Yep. It's gonna be one of those weird things that we never see. If the ratings pop, if the buzz around this is so great, he'll give it another chance. But at the end of the day, if he thinks that it's stupid then it ain't going to keep going. If Vince yep. sees value in it, then he might. I just don't think because Vince has his idea of what pro wrestling is, and it is not raw underground. Um, yeah. That being said, I do think that it could solve a couple of problems. I think it gives a place for people to go and compete if they're not getting on TV, I think that it makes Raw essentially a two-hour show. If because I know a lot of people on Twitter were like, "Man, I thought it was going to start at 10 p.m. and go like the entire third hour." Yeah, that's
3: what I thought too. But then they were advertising the uh, the, the singles matches between mm-hmm. Montez and uh, uh, Andrade and Dawkins and, and Garza. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it would solve that problem. I like the presentation. I think if you if you just let the editing breathe a little bit, man. Enough with the, the, the heavy cuts. And bring Shane O'Mac... Either either you like dial down Shane quite a bit, or you just amp him all the way up. And you're like, yeah. okay, it's Raw Underground. In that corner over there, we got Dancing Girls. In that corner over there, it's our Coke corner. In that corner yeah. over there, you see a bunch of people like... <sniffs> and then in that corner over there, and it's just like a complete complete Coke field nightmare well if you do that then you got to like uh, you got to have even more cuts in there <laughs> yeah yeah well that, that's that's right you're right you're right exactly however they're not gonna do that and the dancing girls do have to go because that's just stupid it uh, is. it's funny because you know we got actually we got actually a pretty good question about that here on the Patreon. I'll just read it now because people right. are going to talk about it. The Mayor Pete here says If the Dancing Girls segment on Raw Underground is out of touch, which is what I tweeted out, why haven't you called out AEW when they have done similar cringy things on their pay per views? And he's referring to the women in bikinis on uh, in the at lifeguard. Fest. Yeah, at Fighter Fest. Yeah. And my response to that is me personally, it's about the context of presentation. So uh, the the fighter fest or the bash of the beach, whatever it was no, it's fighter fest. Fighter fest. It's fighter fest. It's basically supposed to be like a, a bash of the beach type thing. Like it's it's, it, it's beach themed. I so like, I felt it was it was
3: presented somewhat tongue in cheek. It was tongue in cheek. These, yeah. This is a trope of of, of wrestling past for beach themed pay per views. Here we're doing this but it's tongue-in-cheek that was always my interpretation of it
2: and if i thought there was a hint of irony in the dancing girls at raw underground i would probably consider the same thing i would be like oh well that's just sort of silly but there really was no hint of irony it was just like you know somebody threw this out there without any irony and was like oh yeah we could do that so that's like, the. Really, difference someone just finally like it. Just felt like really someone finally watched Fight Club. That's what it really felt. Even in Fight Club, they didn't have dancing girls under like. No, I know lights. that's one of
3: those things where Vincap. I think you know would make Fight Club even better, <laughs> dancing girls.
2: Yeah, I just like I did think that it was unintentionally funny. Like I didn't think it was like necessarily offensive. Although I, I'm sure some people could. Think. I just thought it was so. It just it was unintentionally funny. It was like you know you got herpes up there, and they show for like literally about ten frames the dancing girls, and it's like, okay, I know you, I know you shot that and it looks dynamic, and you want to use the shot, but just it's just it's so goofy, it's so goofy. Um, so uh, Mofo
3: Inc. here says Bloodsport is what they watch, not Fight Club. I don't think Vince watches any other wrestling. That's why my I'm, I'm like I don't even think he's ever seen Fight Club. It's probably Bruce Pritchard. You finally watched Fight Club.
2: Okay, but let me ask you this: You don't think that because the the missing ropes is what got me thinking? Oh, somebody saw Bloodsport. Yeah, entirely possible. That could very, just be someone's name. It's a very specific thing. You know what I mean?
3: I, I could see that, but mm. you know, if if you're presenting this as is is a shoot fight thing, I don't you know I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a huge leap of logic without having to see uh, Bloodsport. I think, how do we make this feel more shoot fight and less pro wrestling? Well, Let us take the ropes there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's totally possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Riddle was sort of saying that as well. But I know, I mean, in terms of, of, I mean, we have heard that Vince doesn't watch other wrestling. It's entirely possible that he hasn't seen that. Um, it's also entirely possible that maybe Shane has. I don't know how much Shane watches or this might have even been know. some Triple H influence. That's possible. Yeah, they got knows? that fight who pit. Knows? He wants things to be a little lighter. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, it could, it could be that Shane came to the show and was like, "Hey, I got this idea. It's called Raw Underground." And Triple H is like, "Oh yeah, it's like, uh, it's like Barnett's blood sports, great." What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Just take off the ring ropes. It'll be great. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, so, somebody just drive into your backyard.
3: There's a motorcycle. It's driving down the street. <laughs> nice. We live right next to a relatively busy road, so
2: not that i have to ask anybody because i'm sure you're going to leave them anyways but of course we want to know what you guys think about raw underground let us know in the comments below uh i'm kind of curious man i kind of i should put up a poll on the uh, in the community tab one of the old school raw polls or going in raw polls what do you, you think you of Blood? what do you think of blood sport yeah or nay
3: yeah or nay but yeah this, it was a weird raw there's kind of a lot to get through so I I, 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 I suppose we, we should start.
2: So, yeah, uh, first up, we got Apollo Crews versus MVP. But both during Apollo's entrance and MVP's entrance, there were flickering. Light. Well, at one point, like the lights just went out and then they yeah. came back up and they flickered for uh, MVP's thing.
3: And Tom Phillips was apologizing for technical difficulties. Later on, we'd find out the source yeah. of these issues.
2: Yeah.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue.
2: Got on the mic, called out Apollo Crews for not being there, said uh, once MVP is done with him tonight and uh, keeps his U.S. title, their business is over, and Apollo can go hang out and catering with the others. And he says, bon appetit. Uh, So there was quite a a bit of light flickering during this Mm -hmm. match, uh, but I really loved the finish. Saw Apollo Cruz basically no selling a really nice looking German suplex, yeah. screamed yeah. like did this battle cry right yeah. into MVP's face and mm-hmm. dropped him with his finish for the win. Yeah, uh, good. Lashley came in right afterwards uh, to try to get him back in the full Nelson, but Cruz was able to evade that, uh, and that's your one match of the night. <laughs> and- <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. much. you won. a
3: 15-minute match. Afterwards, uh, Apollo Crews had an interview backstage. He was putting over Bob Lashley's strength, said it was unlike anyone else's. He said because of that full Nelson, he had to sit in front of his TV and watch MVP acting like the U.S. champ while his kids asked him, Dad, I thought you were a U.S. champ. And he said he wanted nothing more than be able to tell his kids that he was the U.S. champion, and so he's going to put his old U.S. title in his kids' room so they can have the first title he wanted to be. I thought that was great.
2: Well, I know dude, his personality is so infectious when they just let yeah, him man. be. Yeah, he. see, I like him a lot, man. Why is it taking years for us to actually see this? You know? We've seen flashes of it, but they're finally letting him uh I know.
3: So he says, uh he says, As for this title, the one the MVP they uh, paid for,
2: hey, thanks. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Doesn't this look good? Uh so uh after that uh, oh, him, oh, I I side. love this bit right here. So yeah, Hurt Business, they are uh, at commentary and MVP gets on the mic and he's yelling at uh, at Tom Phillips at commentary. He gets on the Rough mic. Night for Tom
3: Phillips tonight.
2: Yeah, it was. And he's like, uh, "Man, he's like, I, "Who can work in these conditions here? I have a match for the US title and I got these flickering lights going on, all these glitches are happening." And he says, "Apollo, I don't care about your wife, I don't care about your kids." I want my rematch, and I want it. And Shelton says, "Hey, you should you should do it at Summerslam because that's like the next pay for you coming up. You should not wait till Raw. You should do it at Summerslam." And he's like, "I want it at Summerslam." So yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we got
3: a Sasha and Bailey interview. Uh, Bailey says, "Make it, we're gonna make it simple. They have the gold. Um, Asked if they defend any of those belts at Summerslam." And Bailey's like, "Hey, uh, Sarah, you know I respect your profession, but uh, your questions are boring. We're here to spice things up a bit." and they brought something special and it was more or less a sasha and bailey uh movie trailer with a movie trailer voice guy yeah
2: it was good stuff and he was
3: narrating it and, but then it was interrupted by oscar like she got in the editing booth and put her own clip in and she says uh, revenge will be very very sweet cut back to sasha and bailey bailey can't believe how professional that was uh sasha starts to talk about how she's a blueprint and so on uh Shana comes in uh says sasha you snaked your way into uh getting that title i've been waiting in line long enough to to have my own fun sasha starts to give her some business
2: bang just clocks her with the form uh it was very very satisfying it looked really it looked so crisp it was good yeah Um, sasha sold it like a million bucks oh she did totally yeah yeah so i was like really i was like holy crap they're gonna have a match that's cool um and then we saw how that happened. Uh, afterwards, Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Kevin Owens is backstage. He's looking for a drink. And the Iconics come over. And they're like, uh, hey, so you got the uh, Kevin Owens show tonight? And he's like, yeah. They're like, uh, we want to be on that. And he was like, uh, no. I already booked my guest tonight. Uh, so, well, I thought like, yeah, that was great because he goes, oh, yeah, that'd be great. I love Australia. Just not tonight because I already have guests. You know, I planned these things. <laughs> I know. I know, which is a great like little commentary on how nothing is planned. On the WWE, yeah, I know. Uh, anyway. So we get the Kevin Owens show. Uh, his mic keeps on having, in fact, everybody's mics during this whole segment, but just this segment. We're going out. Yeah, I know it sort of stopped here, didn't it? Huh? Yeah, it, yeah, did, it did. It did.
3: And uh, the flickering lights didn't last much beyond the opening segment.
2: Yeah, right. So I guess the idea is they hit the power generator, and then the people, the production people, were trying to were able to figure out after the first, and yeah, then they
3: got to the the mixing board and was just like
2: messing with the, the sliders, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so anyways, uh, so basically he, uh, asks, uh, Ruby Wright to come out and, uh, she's like, you know, definitely baby face. She's saying, uh, I like how they're, I like, I do like other they're kayfabe in these like heel and face dynamics, you know, like yeah. inner personalities, like Kevin Owens is doing that a lot lately. He did it a lot tonight and she a lot says of self-reflection from Kevin Owens. Of yeah. Life. Yeah. And we got some of that from Ruby, Wright Tonight she mm-hmm. calls the iconics toxic, sad broads. Uh, but uh, she's like, uh, I finally got, a, got to put an end to the iconic bullshit. That was kind of cool. They let her curse, even though they believed mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens pulls uh, kind of a Maury Povic and says, uh, well, I've got Liv Morgan right here. So Liv Morgan comes out, but it's all altruistic. Like he tries to play uh, sort of in-ring matchmaker. Hey, let's all make amends. Well, he says, he's
3: speaking from his own history. Yeah. yeah.
2: He says, when I was a bad guy, you know, I did a lot of bad things to people. I said a thing, a lot of things I shouldn't have, but it was all in service of my own career. I thought that's what I had to do to get me ahead. He says, but I got to tell you both, it's not worth it. And he says, Liv, can you just hear Ruby out? And Ruby explains her own uh, heelish mm-hmm. tendencies that we've seen. Says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I came back from an injury, I saw that you were coming into your own. The idea that... You didn't need me, really hurt. And I realized that I was beat by when I was beat by you that I felt that I wasn't ready to come back and I blamed you for that. She starts crying. I thought this was really, really good for Movie Riot. Yeah, I, this, I actually thought this whole segment was really well it done. It was really well done. It was really good. And she said basically she I want another chance for the riot squad. Uh yeah. and then it's inter that, that whole scene is sort of interrupted by the iconics. Mm-hmm. Uh they talk some crap saying the Lib should have stayed in the bathtub. Lib talks some crap back, the iconics challenge them to a match. And then uh Kevin Owens says, uh, okay, well if you've if you've said what you have to say here, can you just can you leave? And then Peyton slaps Kevin Owens. Says yeah. uh she was like, That's for uh oh yeah, he's like they started talking, he's like, Can we get some more of those production mistakes, please? but just their mics yeah yeah but just theirs so he slaps or she slaps him and then uh, says was that really necessary and then Billy Kay slaps him Mm -hmm. and then he's like "Uh, ladies can you help me out here and then they uh, go ahead and attack the Iconics Uh, that uh, that leads to a match with Kevin Owens on commentary
3: it does first though we get a quick shot of uh, a dude standing in front of a door which was I guess where Raw Underground was here's the music it was the
2: tall ninja wasn't it
3: yeah I think so Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yes, we got Riot Squad, a reformed Riot Squad taking on the Iconics. Kevin Ow- Owens joins on commentary. Uh, pretty short match. Um, sees uh, Billy Kay pulling Peyton Royce to their corner after uh, Liv hit her with the, with the missile dropkick. Tags herself in, and then Liv pretty much immediately rolls her up for the win. Uh, Ruby Riot was kind of taken out prior to that. Iconics are beating up Liv. They're going for their finish. Ruby makes the save. Uh,
2: and they hit Billy Kay with a double STO. hmm Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good stuff. I mean, I just watched the matches a little bit longer. Yeah, no. Because there really short. wasn't there
3: was not a lot of wrestling tonight. There was not a lot going on. So next, this this again setting up this new faction. So Charlie's talking about like some boxes that have fallen over. And then there's power outages that may have coincided with those boxes falling over too. Uh, MVP walks in. Uh, Blames his US title loss on a bunch of power outages and glitches Uh, Charlie informs him that uh, Apollo has accepted this challenge for a match at SummerSlam And MVP MVP just goes, oh, now I feel much better
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, brighten up his day
3: Shelton steps in, says someone stole the 24-7 title And MVP says, we're going to go find it
2: Yeah, Uh, after that, uh, Drew McIntyre comes out And uh, uh, he basically has a promo on Randy Orton. He says, you know, once upon a time, Vince said me and Randy were the future of this industry. Chosen Uh, ones. Yeah, the chosen ones. He sort of paces back and forth. And I was like, did he just forget his line or something? Anyways, he picks it back up. He says, I think Edge said it best when he said that, Randy, wrestling wasn't your plan A or B or C or probably not even D. He says, you know what? I know when I was a kid, I woke up and I had a dream and I sacrificed everything to pull it off. Randy, you were handed everything with a silver spoon. I didn't have an evolution backing me up, cleaning up after me, uh, uh, hell, you know, making sure I didn't get fired for my mistakes. Drew says, when I made mistakes, I did get fired for them. He literally talked about Randy Orton crapping in a duffel bag, which well,
3: was awesome. He said, uh, Randy deserved to be fired. Uh, but he spoke to so many people that cleaned up Randy's crap, the legit crap,
2: the legit or left behind So he yeah. yeah,
3: specifically say crap and duffel bag or luggage.
2: But, you know, if you know the story, that's the reference. Uh, so Orton comes out. He says, uh, you know, last week I came out, I said, I respected you. And this is how you repay me by saying I was handed everything. He said, if I didn't want to be here. I've made enough money. I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what, dude? I wasn't fired because I was... He says, I wasn't fired back then for making mistakes because I was more valuable than you. He says, uh, "He says, you know, all I've heard you say is repeat the opinions of other legends. Why don't you come up with one original opinion about me? Andrew says, okay, fine. He says, you want me to shoot? I'll shoot. Uh, he says... I think you represent everything that's wrong with the WWE. He says, you know, we all saw that Last Ride documentary. He says the most interesting thing about that was Undertaker pulling Orton up because he loves this industry and he wants to make the future of it better. He says, when's the last time you ever did that? When did you ever sit down with anybody in the back and help them out? He says, I remember 10 years ago when I was feeling low. My personal life, my professional life was crumbling around me. I was Mm -hmm. sitting in catering. And you just walked on by. You didn't stop and say anything to me. You didn't do anything to help me. He says, "When I look at you, I don't see a leader. I see a selfish prick." And he says, mm-hmm. "At SummerSlam, I'm going to rip off your head, and you're you'll sure as hell see it coming."
3: Uh, we get a quick shot of. I thought that was really good. It was really good.
2: I thought it was. I thought the back half of it was really good. I thought starting out by saying Randy is is being fed with a silver spoon. I'm always like, ah, I don't really like when they go there. To me, it's 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 ground that's been well covered so far. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that uh, everything after Randy coming out was great. Yeah. Uh,
3: we get a quick bit with Nia and Pat Buck backstage, and then we get another quick bit backstage of Kevin Owens talking to Ruby and Liv. Uh, Rick Flair walks in. He wants to have a word with KO. Um, uh, Flair puts Owens over in terms of being held in high regard by WWE, but Rick's worried that Owen Owens is too worried about other people rather than taking care of himself. And Owens is like, no, no, no. I'm trying to help my friends work their stuff out. Says he used to do a lot of crappy things to get to the top. But now he's trying to take a different way there. He's trying to take the way that Randy should have taken, but doesn't. And Rick says, whoa, let that breathe. Uh, Says he's giving him (laughs) advice he needs to take, not something that you want to hear. You should take care of Kevin Owens. Maybe you'll get the title match at SummerSlam. I didn't understand that logic,
2: but you could just chalk it up to being Ric Flair, I guess.
3: I guess so. And then Owen says, uh, if Rick is so worried about his career, uh, he'll show what kind of fighter he is. Challenges Randy Orton to a match
2: next week. Uh, next time you say something that is a bit heavy, I'm just going to say, Whoa. Just let that breathe for a little bit. Yeah, love something that, you disagree with. <laughs> yeah, that's a great phrase. Uh, I really, I really like this next bit, dude. So Nia Jax comes to the ring with Pat Buck, who finally gets the respect of having his name said on the air. Man, talk about an authority figure. So she starts running him down, saying he's a piece of crap who couldn't cut it in his own career. Says, uh, basically, turns to him and says, "Oh hey, Pat, I didn't even see you there." Says, uh. You came down here for an apology. How about this? How about a match instead? You versus me. She basically tries to punk him out. Calls him a ginger, a small man, shoves the mic at him. She's like, come on, let's go now. He's like, guess what? You're suspended without pay indefinitely. Oh, I was dying laughing, man. She was like, you don't have the authority to do that. Evidently, he does. And yeah, then I- she pulls down like his blazer halfway, then headbutts him and kicks him out <laughs> of the ring. I thought that was her. So why are they just like going to write her off now? Is that what the deal is? is she going to show up at a uh, Raw Underground? She just came back not that long ago. Yeah, I know it's weird. I don't know what the deal is. Raw Underground for an age that's what Raw Underground should be everything hold harmless.
3: So then our truth runs to the ring. He's got the 24/7 title. And then uh some uh, ninjas give chase. Go to commercial comeback. Because we have match for 24 7 title. He got Akira Tozawa versus Shelton Benjamin versus R Truth. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Tozawa walks away from this ma- match as new 24 7 champ. Um, you know, I thought so that one of, the, one of the ninjas hit the ring and does a bunch of handspring stuff like Ricochet does. Mm-hmm. So I thought uh, maybe Ricochet and uh, uh, Cedric was going to get involved in this somehow, especially when the Hurt Business started beating them up. But that didn't happen.
2: I wonder, dude, I kind of wonder if her business is going to be, like, the anchor to Raw Underground. Entirely possible. I mean, it, it definitely seemed like that by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up some some room for Cedric, uh, uh, Ricochet, and Ali, and now Apollo is back to sort of, you know, do more stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would be really into that because Lashley, I mean, we saw all three of those guys, but especially Lashley and Benjamin, you know, ripping people to shreds. On in that ring, or whatever you call it, on the mat mm-hmm. would the be mat, terrific, yeah. would be really terrific,
3: yeah. Well, I thought watching this that they seemed like yeah, maybe it's just me reading too much in the situation. The dude doing the handsprings and stuff, you know, it's like oh, that's stuff Ricochet does, could be no, yeah, C- it t- C- Cedric does too. But I thought they're gonna do something where they unmask and there's a big brawl that oh, broke yeah. out after them after Tozawa uh, leaves with the belt, uh, between them and her. Business,
2: well course. maybe they they'll maybe they'll all take that feud to the thing. I mean maybe that was some, some foreshadowing. Uh after that we had our first glimpse of Raw Underground when Shane said, Join me at 10 PM for Raw Underground. And there's like dudes like, you know, beating the crap out of each other uh in the background. Uh then we get a, a Dominic interview. Um man, I thought Dominic in the segment later on was just Aces, like he's mm-hmm. boy. He's putting in some work in the ring, man. He was crisp mm-hmm. tonight. uh Speaks like a little baby, though. <laughs> yeah, no, he still needs to get some confidence when he's talking on the mic. He, I mean, Ray just has a very soft voice as well. You know He
3: does, but Ray has years of experience backing him up to, to give, lend him some gravitas.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Dominic
3: needs to develop that. And yeah, that just comes with time and practice yeah. and repetition.
2: Yeah. So he basically, I didn't really write much of this down, but he challenges Seth to a match at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, forgive me if I'm out of it a little bit, but I'm not thinking right. And people are going to think that I'm not thinking right when I challenge Seth to a match at SummerSlam. Apparently I did remember a little bit of it. After that, we had what I thought was going to be Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks. And I was like, this this should really be like a main event to like a a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Show.
3: And don't worry, Steve. We didn't get a match.
2: But the mat, like the what we did get, I thought was pretty damn good. Like, I'm looking forward to that if that ever actually happens. But then so the
3: there's back and forth. They trade knees. Oscar runs down the ringside and beats up Bailey.
2: Who's ringside? The bell rings. If Vince is such a weird stickler for, like, tag team rules or for various things that, oh, you got you can't... Oh, dude, you see the rule book. is a sketch pad. He throws that shit out the window, This man. is it, just it, 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 weird it, it, to me, though. This is such a blatant, like, what is... The, okay, if somebody brings this up, okay, Bruce, how are we going to finish this match? Well, how about uh, Austin comes down and attacks Bailey and the ref calls for DQ because there's just too much going on? No. That's not... No. Uh-uh. No. Don't be stupid. Now, you could try to make the case that,
3: well, the timekeeper was trying to say, hey, order. But no, if the bell rings, usually means the match is over. Or at least that's the thought that's in your head. When yeah. The bell rings. Bell rings two times in the course of a match. Yeah. It begins and ends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you
3: hear the bell ring at the toward the, after the ring to start the match, it means the match is over. That's just what you think. That's what we're conditioned to think. But anyway, after she beats up Bailey, Oscar does her under the ring. Sasha leaves, so that obviously didn't cause a DQ because the bell didn't ring again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ryan here in chat has a good point. All she had to do was rush the ring first and touch Sasha. Like even if it was like incidental, even if there was something incidental. Let's say Shayna and Sasha were battling on the outside of the ring, and Oscar comes running down. Bailey tries to get in the way. She shoves Bailey, and Bailey goes rolling into them. Then you could conceivably say, contact has been made, throw this out. It warrants
3: disqualification. Nothing there warranted a disqualification.
2: Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, the match was uh, thrown out or is DQ'd. Asuka gets an interview, says she wants a rematch. Uh, She says... uh, uh, Kyrie uh god how does she phrase this well she's asked uh, about a, an update on
3: Kyrie she says Kyrie will be okay but she's not here but she's Sasha not here are yeah. here yeah. i'm here i want my rematch at Summerslam.
2: yeah, yeah. um and then uh Shayna she has a mic she sort of appears and uh she's like hold on a second she's like hey i don't want to fight you i'm going to be cheering for you well she says i don't want to fight you yet yeah she says your match against Sasha, I want that to happen. I'm going to be cheering for you. I'm going to be, you know, rooting for you because I want to dismember you and take the title off you. And then Sasha comes back out, and says, "Hey, I got bad news for you guys. The title is mine. Oscar, you can get your title shot at SummerSlam and this is great. If you can beat former NXT champion, of course thinking it's Shayna Bailey." And Bailey's like, "Ah!" Yep. What the hell? Of course that's what Bailey would do incessantly to Sasha. Yep. We got some symmetry here. Long term storytelling. It's a beautiful yeah, thing something like that. It's a beautiful thing.
3: Next we get Angel Garza backstage. He's getting the number of Demi who was on The Bachelor, I think. That's they what said. they said, yeah. Uh Andrade walks up, Angel introduces her, then Zelina walks into the into frame, uh, says to Demi, You don't belong here. Uh, and then she wants to go have a talk with Angel Garza. There's a, uh, we get a quick bit of more raw underground dude gets powerbomb at to stop. And that's when you see swerve ringside. Uh, you go to commercial comeback and that's when you get uh Dabakato against raw underground jobber.
2: Yeah. And
3: that's when he wins by ax handle. And then another dude steps in. I think I was,
2: uh, I was marking out a, for this so much. I didn't even put in my Steve notes, this this but is the part, I remember this that the part you didn't
3: like. Uh, then he hits a belly to belly on the second raw underground jobber, some forearms uh, that match has stopped. That I too. was
2: screaming about this because I think my main problem with it is at that point, it was clear that Shane McMahon was like calling these matches. Like, I'm sorry, not calling. He was like, he was calling. He was ending them. <laughs> yeah, he was a de facto. Maybe Jack Daddy might have been in there. He was in he there. He was but a de facto referee. He was like, okay, stop, stop, stop now. Stop. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. If you're like the Dana White of this thing, Dana White's not going in there saying, okay, stop, stop. All right. So after that, we had a Street Profits promo there in the ring. And uh, Dawson at first is like, man, that girl that uh, Garza was, uh, was spitting game at, I want in on that. And then uh, uh, Montez is like, he gets a little serious and he's like, we want the smoke. That's essentially what happened.
3: Well, then he starts talking trash about Angel Garza's velvet pants. So they don't breathe in August.
2: Uh, yeah, he's probably right about that. Probably is. Well, I don't know. Who are they to say? I mean, it's, you know, Garza Garza seems comfortable.
1: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
3: But heck. Uh, I mean, velvet could be kind of thick, man. It probably doesn't breathe well.
1: Yeah, maybe
2: not. But like, who are the, what, what, what business is that in there? Well,
3: understood. They don't last on Garza very long during the course of the match anyway, so it's kind of a moot point. That's true. Uh, The first one-on-one bout, Angel Garza versus Angelo Dawkins. Uh, Dawkins is dominating this match um, until Ford goes up to, he's on the floor, shakes the ropes, and he kind of collapses. Yeah. And Dawkins goes to check on him, turns around, eats a super kick, and then a basement drop kick from Garza. Garza gets the win. Thing is, Ford is slay to have a match against Andrade right afterwards.
2: Yeah, so the guy passes out, and yet the doctor clears him to wrestle immediately. Sounds uh, like
3: WWE does that. <laughs>
2: it kind of does, yeah. So we got uh, uh, Montez Ford versus Andrade next. And, uh, <laughs> and Montez is just sort of floating in and out of this match. Uh, and it's sort of a uh, 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 crescendos, I guess, with uh, him doing. So he does like a tope thing and then he comes back in and he starts doing the Ultimate Warrior rope shaking thing and then he just collapses. And I swear to God, if this was live and there was a crowd there, he did this so well that I, I probably would have been freaked out. If if they hadn't had like kayfabed it like a second ago, like during that first match, and they yeah. just did this cold, I would have been legit freaked out. Yeah. Because this, this yeah. was
3: messed up. <laughs> yeah, the way he was selling actually both of
2: them was pretty good. Yeah, he was selling it like it was real. It was scary.
3: Yeah, so the ref calls for the bell, and that's the right time to call for a bell. Um, when someone just collapses, trainer comes in the ring, check him out. We get a health update on him later on. Uh, before that, we see Buddy uh, busting out his iPhone, watching footage of when he took Alistair's eye last week. Seth is standing there nearby, uh, tells Buddy, hey, you made the right decision. I'm proud of you. You should be proud of you. Uh, past is past tonight. Focus on the future. And Buddy says, speak of the future. Have you thought about uh, Dominic's challenge? I think it's ridiculous. He's never really stepped foot in the ring. Uh, this goes on and on about how it's an obvious mismatch. Uh, it goes, it's ridiculous, right? Seth just kind of smirks, and then he walks away.
2: You know what I noticed about this? It was a small thing. I don't know if it matters at all or if it was intentional or not. It was probably just their surroundings. Seth seemed really echoey but like in kind of a cool way, like mm. he was in a church, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. Probably not, but it was effective. After yeah. that, we had uh, Charlie and uh, – no, 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 I'm sorry. More There's raw more underground.
3: underground. man. Yeah. Uh, that was Ray
2: Rowe, German suplex that guy, and they <laughs> need him out of the ring. <laughs> that was rad. He looked at home, man. He looked at home. Uh, after that, Charlie with an update on uh, Montez – and uh, 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 Garza interrupts with a rose. He starts trying to romance her at kind of an inopportune moment. Zelina and Andrade come in, interrupt him. They're concerned, but she's more curious about what that means for the tag titles and their opportunity. Uh, Angelo Dawkins, I put Dawson. Uh, Angelo comes out and she's like, hey, what's going on with uh, uh, Charlie? He's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm uh, not exactly sure. And I loved it because like, his voice seemed unlike anything I've heard from Angelo before. Like, Mm -hmm. we often refer to it as, like, a shoot voice. Mm -hmm. His shoot voice definitely is different from, like, his, like, usual, like, on-camera voice. And I thought it gave it even more of, like, a really grave undertone. Um, So he says, the doc says he was probably poisoned before the match. And then Bianca comes out. Uh, She's not happy. Uh, She's like, okay, just tell me, what'd you guys use? What'd you guys poison him with? Because I know it's you. And Zelina's yeah. like, we would never. She was like, and she starts taking off her earrings. And she's yeah. like, you better tell me right now. And uh, and so she just attacks Zelina. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so good.
3: It was so good. Uh, after that, we had a oh, the security cam footage of a group of people throwing some crap at a generator and it blew up.
2: This was, I'll be honest, dude. I know we only got a glimpse of some people. But number one, why would they dress them almost exactly like, I mean, I'm sure... If you're close up, they'll, they're probably wearing hoodies. But, like, they look like ninjas. They look like they were dressed like Akira Tozawa's ninjas. That's who I thought it was at first. And number two, like, so I, I started to think going into this because of, like, the Twitter activity of both Dijak and Champa, that this could be some kind of cool, like, hey, we're really going to disrupt the status quo around here. This just looks, it looked cheesy. Like, the Molotov what, what cocktail was, thing looks so cheesy. What was Champa tweeting? Uh, he deleted a bunch of tweets. I'm sorry. He didn't. De- he didn't tweet anything. He deleted a bunch of tweets. Did he use the same app that? Uh, I, people were people were saying it was the same kind of thing that DiJack did, and then DiJack like he tweeted out or Instagrammed something that said "We'll rise from the ashes" or something like that. So like, mm-hmm. okay, that's kind of cool. They might put, you know, given that Champa was basically written off by Killer Cross and uh, uh, DiJack was written off, maybe they're going to mm-hmm. do a thing on NXT. I don't know. But uh, I was like, okay, that could be a cool pair that they can add some more people to, um, to debut on Raw, if that's going to be the case. But, like, the way that they were presented just in that security cam, they look goofy. They look like fans or something. It was really mm-hmm. silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw this a couple times, Zondo, and this would sort of fall in line what we were talking about on Friendo Club TV. Like, it's supposed to be Antifa or something, you know? Something really silly that doesn't belong in the WWE. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It was I was like, I don't really want if this is going to be the deal, if that's what they're going to be like portrayed as. Not into it, like immediately. Same. (laughs) This is not going to last three weeks
3: anyway. So uh, (laughs) after that, we had a hurt business interview. Charlie more or less says, hey, it's been a rough day for the three of you. Uh, It's probably good that Lashley doesn't have a match. An MVP asked Charlie, what kind of journalism is this? You've got these glitches, accidents, people throw on Molotov cocktails at Power Generators, and this is your question. Your question should be about sabotage. And Shelton says, don't you think it's a bit strange that all the sabotage is happening the same night that Raw Underground shows up? And then Charlie's like, I don't know anything about the coincidence. All I know is that's where the underground fighting is happening. <laughs> and Bob Lashley goes, underground fighting?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> He's,
3: he he Wow, he just gets... Uh, Immediately excited. He was like, oh, and something MMP for me to goes, do around here.
2: MVP goes, oh, okay. Well, I guess I know where we're headed now. Yeah. Yeah, because the great thing about it, too, is that a uh, freaking MVP saw how excited he got, and then he started to get excited. He was like, oh, okay, yeah. hold on, okay. Yeah, it was good.
3: We yeah. had a pretty extended Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Dominic recap. It was pretty long. And then we get another long Seth promo. Uh, he takes a roundabout way to uh, accepting Dom's challenge. But first, he basically made Tom Phillips pee his pants.
2: Yeah. So I kind of like that, great. man. So he was calling out Tom Phillips this whole segment, obviously, because of Joe. Uh, yeah, he was calling him out for la- – what was he laughing at? He when
3: was- uh, Dominic was uh, was attacking Seth with the kendo stick last week.
2: That's right. That's right. So um, he was like, really, he was like, you're the, supposed to be the voice of Monday Night Raw. We might have to get a new voice. He says you need to be unbiased. People hear your
3: voice; it goes in their little brains, and they, and then they, then they develop your bias. Essentially, he says, "Yes, we think he, uh, it might be time for uh, a new voice of Raw." Seth tells Murphy to take him. Joe steps up to Buddy. Anytime oh. Joe steps up to anybody, it's great. Oh. Says, "Not going to happen. Think you come over here and bully my broadcast partner? Uh, they can go back to the. They can go, but you guys can go back and ring, ring and make your point, or uh, I, I'll slap the hell out of you, Seth." And Seth tells Joe, yeah, he doesn't want to do this. And Joe goes, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> takes his headset off slowly. Seth and Buddy roll in the ring. Seth tells him to get in. Joe takes his jacket off, starts undoing his, his sleeves, go to commercial, come back. Uh, Seth and Buddy have chairs. Dominic runs in with a kendo stick, beats the hell out of Seth and Buddy, uh, hits some ground and pound on Buddy, a 619, goes up top, takes out both Buddy and Seth, with a cross body. So he staying in the middle of the ring with a chair. Seth and Buddy, they flee up the ramp. Seth grabs a mic and accepts Dom's challenge for SummerSlam. And this part was great. So you got Byron and Joe kind of fairly lightheartedly talking about what happened. Yeah. And Tom Phillips just looks absolutely shell-shocked. Well, because he like just he peed just himself. His yeah. He did pee himself. Yeah, At the least, he peed yeah, at the Maybe least Maybe poo-poo.
2: He might have crapped his pants, too.
3: There might have been poo-poo, too.
2: Might have been shit. Um,
3: he was devastated. And Joe kind of looks over at him, you know, offers him up. A fist bump. He takes it, but you could tell that he was he was not in good shape after that.
2: He sold that great dude. Can we talk about Dominic? He looks so damn good, doling out those kendo shots. That six one nine was flipping fantastic. Like I didn't. Those things are not easy to do. You see other people struggle with them, especially I, I, I. I would think. The taller you are, the harder it is. Yeah, yeah the taller you
3: are, the harder... I mean, Cesaro could pull it off being the first time he did it, it seemed like he was kind of doing it in slow motion.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, even to the dude, even to this day, Cesaro, because he's like a big bulky guy, but yeah, well Walter, he's like 6'4, yeah. Dominic Dominic is <laughs> Dominic is a he's a tall kid. I don't know, really know what his he always wears really baggy shirts. I don't know what his, you know, torso looks like. But uh but he's like a big dude. What? I I'm, I'm being serious there. Like <laughs> he wears really baggy shirts. Yeah, I don't I, know I, He might be, I don't know, he might be thicker on the top. I don't know. Um, I would think that would be more difficult for him to do the 619. He might look more like Walter than we think he does. Maybe. um, In his chunk In his uh, torso. Walter Walter did a 619 and looked pretty good. I know. I was this close. I loaded up that video. I was about to make that into a GIF. I really need to. 619 was pretty good. 619 was pretty good.
3: So the the show, we got more Raw Underground. We see Dolph. He's in there. He wins a, a, a fight via rear naked choke.
2: Hurt with his, with his Jordans in. on, too.
3: I know. Uh, MVP grabs the mic. Lashley steps in the ring. Uh, MVP says, until further notice, Raw Underground is under control of Hurt Business. They came to fight. MVP asks, who wants to step up the Lashley? Some dude steps in. Lashley, fluid motion. Gut wrench. Power bombs the hell out of him. Dude gets up, bang, right hand, fight over. Oh,
2: it was beautiful. That was awesome. It was beautiful. Then, a, like, a 12 year old kid challenged, I think, MVP. So, MVP brings him up and he, he doles out some ground and pound. I am all about that. At that point, I was all in. I was like, I see MVP dropping that, like, really precise ground and pound stuff. So, that's over. And then, a Dio Madden, poor Dio Madden, hadn't learned a thing. From he when he got written off Raw, this is ever gonna get his moment? Dude stepped up to Brock Lesnar. That was a, that was such a great moment. Stepped up to Brock and he Lesnar. Never, he to this day, literally an hour ago, got destroyed, destroyed by the gold standard. Shelton. Well, I guess Benjamin. in a certain extent, it makes sense because Shelton and Brock are friends. That's right. It makes sense. Long term booking, man. That's what the WWE is built off of, Larson. So, uh, you're
3: mistaken, anyways. <laughs> hurt Business, that's they beat all those guys up. They just start brawling with everybody ringside. And Shane's like, Oh, yeah, you proved your point. Cool, yeah, you're welcome to stay as long as you like. Welcome, come back anytime.
2: And then he drops the microphone and runs away. Yeah,
3: and the MVP says, We're the Hurt Business, and business is booming, and that's how the show ends. Yeah, I had to yell at my dog because she's barking. yeah, who was that in uh, that was Princess Victoria in uh, in uh, and uh, the moolah dark side who's yelling <laughs> at her dog, right? It was both her and then there was also uh, her daughter. But her daughter didn't yell. She just
2: had some stern words for her, her dog. Well, sometimes, sometimes you got to yell, man. Sometimes you got to yell. Anyways, I had her I had her in Devin's room and then like somebody let her out. And that's what happens. Um. So, uh, yeah, let's answer some questions. I got a thread sure. over here on the Patreon. I know we got a lot of questions on the Twitch. We'll kick it off with... Uh, let's see here, Smurf Galway. Who would you like to see be the GM of Raw and SmackDown?
3: Pat Buck for uh, for Raw. Adam, Adam Pierce. Pierce. Scrap what? Scrap Iron. Scrap Iron yep. for SmackDown. That's that's what I want to see. Uh,
2: uh, Blind Man says, uh, "Do you think more wrestlers should try out YouTube and or Twitch? Who would you watch if you got to pick? Who would you want to see on Twitch? And for me, it'd be Twitch." Because you're live. You're shooting. Daniel from the Bryan. Hip. Daniel Bryan. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. I was hoping that Chris Hero would start streaming. That'd be good. That'd be rad. Or uh, uh Sammy
3: Zayn, actually do the Telestrator wrestling analysis, I think. That's, that's really oh, good. Oh
2: man, Samoa Joe. Samoa yeah. Joe. He's a he's a gamer guy, and he'd have some yeah. amazing stuff. Wildly
3: entertaining. Uh Project CMR. Uh, Raw Underground feels like a show Killian Dane could actually win on Who else would fit in perfectly on the Underground Roster
2: That's a really good point actually Um, Kona Kona Reeves You say Kona Reeves No (laughs) Uh, Shayna Baszler Uh, James Rodriguez Oni Oni. Yeah I could see Oni on there I mean honestly like Prime Prime would be Thatch yeah, Timothy Thatcher. He should be the GM He's too involved in NXT right now. So, Mm-mm. one day, uh, James Rodriguez. Do you guys remember uh, Randy and Drew were in a feud right before the Royal Rumble? Do you remember that? Briefly, I barely remember that. Long-term
3: storytelling, Mister Forbesy. When do you think we will see Joe in the ring again, if ever? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I hope we do because I still really enjoy his rig work. I know, um, you know. Uh, hopefully, if whenever he's cleared to wrestle, he'll still wrestle. I really don't want to lose him on commentary. If he could do like both, like mm-hmm. wrestle a little bit and then commentate a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's yeah, see I here. See I like this. Fear and Loathing says uh, <laughs> not pictured during <laughs> not pictured during Corona Underground cockfighting. Dice games and hookers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm telling you, if they go the other way with it, just 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 have it be like uh, an Oliver Stone production.
3: There you go, Gareth Nicholas. Could you? We see a Zelina Bianca feud in the ring. Zelina has said recently that she hasn't given up on her wrestling career. Uh, would you like to see her transition to valet slash competitor? Sometime, yeah.
2: sometime between now and SummerSlam, we're probably going to get that six. Six-man mixed tag match. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't shock me. Uh, Alex Foster, what wrestler would you guys want to cut a shoot-style promo on? And what wrestlers would you not want to cut one on for fear of Cryface John, John Cena? John Cena. John Cena. Who would I want? Oh, I know who you'd want to cut one on. Damian Easily. Damien Priest. Damien Priest. Priest. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Damien Priest. <laughs>
2: Uh, Wolfpack for life. Should Ruby and Liv change their name because Riot Squad screams that Ruby is the leader if they're going to be equals? Nah, branding is everything. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's, it's it's a it's a trusted name in wrestling. Yeah, uh,
3: Nate. From a logical standpoint, what sets did it make to have Joe Rollins and Murphy in the same spot before and after commercial, but Seth and Buddy had chairs? It was a standoff that went down in the commercial break where Joe's about to get in the ring, and then Seth or Buddy Pie went down ringside, ring so I got chairs in an effort to keep Joe out of the ring.
2: Uh, yeah, I think there are certain things you could sort of make that leap in logic. I, I get it. Uh, Moses opposes. Assuming Cruz beats MVP at SummerSlam, who should his next feud be with?
3: Bob Lashley.
2: In Raw Underground.
3: Mm-hmm. Ethion, what was tonight's weirdest thing, the attempted murder, the arson, or the fight club? Which one was the attempted
2: murder? Uh, Montez.
3: Oh, God, poison. Yeah, the
2: poison. Oh, wow. Uh, well, the poisoning, to be honest with you. That was the weirdest thing.
3: It's so outside the norm of how they book things these days.
2: You don't see a lot of poisoning.
3: Mm-mm. Dr. Lipkin, assuming that Ray has re-signed, Ray Walter would make good tag team champs. That's what Ray wants to do. He wants to. He wants to tag with his with his kids. So. Hey,
2: Walt. Dominic is winning that match at Summerslam. By the way, I would not be surprised. That shit's happening because Ray, Ray gonna, will probably
3: help him, but he will win.
2: Ray is going to resign. <laughs> he says, hey, "I tell you what, can't give me a raise even though he had record profits. Fine, okay. Uh, uh, how about this? Dominic beats Seth at Summerslam. You want to do. Let's do that. What we should
3: do maybe is say, all right." Uh, I'll, I'll back load the deal if they can even do that, like uh, uh, NFL players, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You can pay me a smaller amount, year, but over a longer, yeah.
3: First year, this, second year, this, third year, I get this huge balloon payment.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Church Jackson, uh, I'm confused, but highly entertained, like a David Lynch film. What high class director do you want to direct a cinematic match? You know my answer. Werner Herzog.
3: Well, him and Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I forgot. He
2: sort of replaced uh, Werner as your go-to answer for a lot of questions. Things, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mine is it's PTA man. He's doing another one of those, He's doing another uh, coming-of-age movie in San Fernando Valley in the '70s. Man, cool. Bradley Cooper's gonna be in it. Neat.
3: Uh, <clears throat> White Boy '92. Should WWE just make the Raw Underground cross brand and call it WWE Underground and make it a network exclusive?
2: You know, dude, I was sort of thinking about that kind of thing. Like when I was watching Talking Shop of Mania. Like, how cool would it be? It wasn't one thing that you took away from really a Talking Shop of Mania. It was just guys having a good time, you know, having a laugh, having a goof. You got Mm. that WWE network. Just, you know, give some people some time off. Let them go do some cool stuff that they want to do. And they'll Mm -hmm. resign and they don't, they're not going to need 750,000 a year. You don't have to entice them with money, entice them with happiness, entice them with freedom, and they will want to stick around. And on top of that, you have the added advantage of being the company that does cool shit, that lets your people do interesting things. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Julio Contreras. I'm pretty sure Ray's been on the record saying the six one nine is hard. And Dom said Lance Storm was the one who taught him the, the real secret to doing it. I totally believe that's a hard move to do. That's why it
2: looks, it looks it looks really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the secret to doing it is, Larson?
3: I don't know. But if I was going to be uh, if I wanted to be a wrestler, and I need uh, my choice of who was going to train me. Right now, my choice would be Lance Storm.
2: It'd be either Lance Storm or I'd go to Booker T.
3: Every, everything I've heard about Lance Storm school is like glowing reviews
2: I just heard he's like an amazing human being too Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. for sure Jorge D what 1999 film will Vince McMahon see next and make a segment out of the Matrix Phantom Menace he's seen the Matrix because the the Matrix influenced the hacker stuff so he's seen
2: the Matrix Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or Pritchard has Uh, let's see here Uh, what about the Green Mile oh how about this Magnolia who did I say should be the uh, uh, Tom Cruise from Magnolia
3: I don't remember. I'll just say uh, Dijakovic. <laughs> Office space. We can bet you uh, uh, of, of uh, vignettes inside Titan Towers of disgruntled employees.
2: That's good. I like it. American Pie. Damien Priest bangs a pie. Oh gosh. Oh eyes wide shut. That could be. That could be in one corner of uh, of uh, Fidelio. Yeah, like there's the yeah. Fidelio corner over there. There you go. All right, no, no other movies. Uh, let's see here. I'm on the Discord now. Mr. Lipkin says, What wrestlers would you like to voice act in video games? What wrestlers? Samoa Joe. Yeah, he's done that.
3: What did he do it in? would be a priest. I don't remember, but he did something on Twitter that he was voicing some stuff.
2: That's cool. Was, uh, it, just, was it just the 2K career mode? No, it was something else. <laughs>
3: He did a uh, he did some voice work when the Transformers animated things on YouTube. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Ryan Rubik's Cube, Since they have used the April layoffs and stories with Heath and Drake Maverick, is there a chance that some of the laid-off talent uh, was doing the sabotaging? And they have re-signed behind the scenes. I mean, who that were that were cut could come back.
2: Dude, everybody went. Bureau. Everybody went places. Well, Miro Miro is anymore. literally talking shit about WWE on Twitter today.
3: Uh, Mike Bennett hasn't signed anywhere, but given what happened on Talking Shop Mania, I'd be hard. It'd be hard to believe <laughs> yeah, he's I'd, I'd
2: be pretty shocked about that one. I mean, if everybody hadn't already been signed places, I'd be like, yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, possibility. you got maybe Eric Rowan. Yeah, but like who? Like a uh, Sarah Rowe is having a kid. Yeah, Sarah Logan rather.
3: Yeah. Yep forgotten jones do you guys think there will be a raw do you guys think there will be a title sorry for raw underground if they want me to care about it yes
2: if it continues yes they have to do that uh and i hope it does but yeah i'm with you i'll believe it when i see it dr steve yeah. winters did shane go away to japan and learn from antonio noki about how to run a wrestling promotion yes i'd like to think so
3: uh Shaq, do you think raw underground will really boost the ratings
2: for this week, yes. Long-term, no. Well, okay. Long-term, if it's a cool idea. I mean, if it's a cool thing, long-term, it's possible. I mean, people might tune in for it. But, I mean, you know, it's the WWE. They always know how to mess up cool ideas. Yep. Uh, Hip Hop Hippo. If Timothy Thatcher
3: could fight anyone in Raw Underground Bloodsport, who should it be? Uh, if anyone give me Walter give me Walter versus Timothy Thompson. oh
2: wow I'm sure it's happened like a million times oh you I could think probably it watch it right now on YouTube freshly squeezed could. pug pool says if you' were to make a Wwe underground style game sorry raw underground style game who would you put in it besides guys that actually did MMA who would you have make it
3: uh Um, try to put the team back together that made all the really good N64 wrestling games.
2: What was that? Uh, wasn't there a fighting game that had like uh 50 Cent? Didn't G Unit? Didn't they have like their own actual? Video there was a Death
3: Jam, a series of Def jam Yeah, the Def games, Jam
2: fighting game, wrestling games. Yeah, yeah. But then, didn't like G Unit have their own like narrative based? I don't. I think they had their own a like narrative game. No, 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 like a narrative based game. What was that? Well, there was the couple. Fifty Cent had a couple games. There was yeah, like blood yeah, in the yeah, sand and another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the rest of G Unit was in those games. I think so. Fifty Cent Bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> was it blood in the sand the other one? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's yeah, blood in the sand. That's great.
3: Oh, blood on the sand. That's what it was
2: called. Uh, blood. Well, it might be blood in the sand.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I looked it up, and or I was blood on the sand. It says. Here. Okay. All right close enough uh dang mq says oscar needs to start streaming she's got a youtube channel
2: yeah she's got a pretty terrific youtube channel uh let's see here got a couple more on the uh discord uh actually one more should apollo this is from zoid should apollo and mvp have their SummerSlam match in the underground sure yeah why not? yeah
3: why not asian Murr says
2: sign freight train for a raw underground <laughs> yes Yes. <laughs> Give me a for Raw Underground. I want the Nature Boy uh, Paul, Lee. Paul Lee. That's all the questions I got.
3: Okay. Uh, we got a couple more here. Solus, uh, was this episode just Vince trying to cover as many bases as he, as he uh, and be as shocking, entertaining, insert event here as possible? Uh, and are the ninjas meant to be a Dark Order response? I think he was definitely. Try to jam as much stuff in here to try to give people some reason to tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh dog! I thought for sure this was going to lead to Shane being the manager of Babatunde.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm hey. If they got if they got high hopes for that guy, maybe. Uh, I like this. Mister Sinister here it says Bivens should be the GM for Raw Underground. Oh, that'd <laughs> be terrific. That'd be great. That is funny. So Ryan's
3: Rubik's Cube says, according to IMDb, Joe has was in a Transformers miniseries and Dota 2 did some voice work.
2: Oh, okay. That's cool. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, tomorrow I'll be back uh, with a news brief. And, of course, of course, Impact Wrestling twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. You can just watch the entire thing right here. We all just hang out. It's a great time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it next time. Talk to you later. Goodbye.